Well, friends, back with me in the studio over Zoom is the brilliant uh, James Birchinoff, uh, author of Leaving Work at Work, which is the very topic of our conversation today. So, James, you've got five steps for us uh, of how to do this, how to leave work at work. And the first one, James, is to use the Eisenhower matrix. Tell us a bit about that. Great. So it's very simple. It's basically four quadrants, um, four squares on an A4 piece of paper, um, one of which is important and urgent, one of which is important, not urgent, one of which is not important, urgent, and then the other one is not important and not urgent. And basically, as you're writing your to-do list, um, you put your um, put your items in the right box based on the importance and urgency. And then it means that what happens is that you um, are able to decide, actually, this thing can wait till tomorrow. This thing I've got to do now. Um, this thing I can delegate to somebody else. This thing actually isn't important. It can wait for a long time. So rather than having a to-do list that's really long, lots of different items, and you can't differentiate which one is to do first and which things can wait, actually, using this simple structure, just four squares on a piece of paper, basically, helps you be able to say, yes, I can leave work at four o'clock like I intended. I've done all my important and urgent tasks. The other things can wait till tomorrow. Absolutely. And I, and I guess the idea <laughs> is to uh, leave the, um, the urgent and important box empty. I guess ideally you want to be focusing on that kind of important but not urgent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's that's the stage two challenge, right? <laughs> yeah. At least master the <laughs> basics before you get there. Uh, the next one then, James, is to set a limit. And we talked about this in the main episode, uh, but maybe yeah. just expand a bit more. Yeah, so it follows on from, from using the Eisenhower matrix, really. If you have set a limit, I'm going to leave at four o'clock. And you can see on your list, to-do list, actually, I've done all the important and urgent things now. I can go home. Um but yeah, there's obviously a lot of pressures, isn't there, that cause us to um, not um, leave at the time we say we're going to. Perhaps it's a staff member just saying to us, oh, would you mind helping me with this little job? Or, oh, um, you know, can we have a quick chat before you go home? Or maybe it's your own to-do list thinking, right, I've got loads to do. I have to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to feel stressed out later. There's a lot of pressures that come our way to stop us from leaving at the time we say. Sure. But being really assertive with yourself and those around you and saying, I'm going at this time. If you get into the habit of doing so, um, others around you will expect you to leave at a certain time and they won't put pressure on you to do extra stuff and stay later. Also, a big thing for me, um, travelling from North Birmingham back home to South Birmingham, um, if I don't leave at four, I hit a lot of traffic. So my journey home takes, instead of an hour, it takes an hour and a half or even longer sometimes. So wow, okay. leaving at the time I'm sitting means I don't waste time travelling when I could be being productive or at home with my family. Very good, very good. And that in itself is quite helpful, I guess. Uh, Number three, then, is don't bring your laptop home. Yeah, a lot of our work that we have um, in life is thinking work and kind of the emotional impact of work. But a massive part of it is the physical element. So if you don't, it's quite simple. If you don't bring your laptop home, if you obviously, if you work at laptop base, then you won't do the work at home. You might still find yourself thinking and, and lying in, in your own mind, but there's only so much you can do without your laptop. So sure. for teachers, you know, that includes don't bring your, your exercise books home to Mark. Um, what I used to do sometimes when I was in mainstream school where that didn't seem possible um, is that I wouldn't take both home. You know, it was tempting to think, right, I'll mark my 60, 60 books, then I'll plan my lessons, then I'll go to bed. But at least leaving one of them at work 
on laptop or my books meant that you know I cut off work at seven o'clock rather than nine o'clock, for example. Sure, so, yeah, and the I more guess work you can leave at work, the better. I guess you were then forced to prioritize. I guess you were again back to stage one. You were forced to think, well, what's important and what's urgent. Uh, if I'm only going to take one home, it forces you into that thinking, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the next one is to use the journey home. You talk about having an hour's journey, if not an hour and a half sometimes, and you talk about using that to to process emotions. Yeah, so it's a really good, um, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to having a long journey home. Um, it can be frustrating when you want to be home with your family or chilling out in front of your TV or whatever, but using it well is important. So um, sometimes I sit and read on my phone, so I might read articles, I might read my Bible or whatever. Um, sometimes I decide to call my mum. Sometimes, you know, I'm logging things from the day on our system, like contacts with parents and things like that. Um, so that's useful. But it's really important to spend a bit of time, you know, even just 5, 10, 15 minutes processing that day. Otherwise, that emotional baggage is still with you as you walk through your front door and you're bringing it home to whoever's at home with you. Sure. Well, number five then, James, is to stop thinking about work. Yeah, so talks about the physical and the emotional. This is the mental now. So, yeah, I think especially as a leader, you know, there's a lot of decisions that I have to make and a lot of responsibility on my shoulders, which is a real privilege and a blessing, and I love it. Um, but it does mean there's a lot of things to consider and think about and a lot of consequences for your decisions. But even if you've left your laptop, you've left your marking, you know, at work, you've processed your emotions on the way home, you come home and you feel lighter and, and unburdened. And um, actually, you still find yourself not present in the moment with those that you're around. Absolutely. And actually, you're thinking about work still. So, yeah, just deciding in your own mind. And there's some tips for how to do that in my book. But it's deciding and finding strategies that say, you know what, that's work. I'm going to save that thinking until the bus journey in tomorrow or I'm actually out work tomorrow. Tell us again, where can people get hold of the book? I'll summarise in a moment, but tell us again where people can get hold of the book. Yeah, so amazon.co.uk, just type in leaving work at work. Brilliant. It's available on Kindle. Brilliant. James, thank you ever so much. We'll just recap. Number one, to use the Eisenhower matrix. Number two, to set a limit. Number three, don't bring your laptop home. Number four, use the journey home to process emotions. And number five, to stop thinking about work. Listeners, friends, go and buy a copy of James's book. No doubt it will transform uh, your working life. So, uh, James, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me.